Hey, this is Ravings and Cravings here, otherwise known as Ruth Hartunian Allenbaugh, with a new show brought to you by the Wyndham Economic and Community Development folks and people here at Good Company WILI. Today I am here with my friend Grace Reddy. Welcome, Grace. Hello. Hello. Grace is going to talk about what it takes to feed her tribe. So, Grace, tell us a little bit about your family so that people know what I mean when I say tribe. So we are a family of 10. Mm -hmm. I am happily married to my husband, Ryan, and we had three daughters. Myla is 13 now. Mm -hmm. Ellie is 11 and Esther is eight. And uh, we thought our family was complete and done. And then mm -hmm. we felt like we... Want it to be a blessing to a child or children maybe who didn't have a family. Mm -hmm. So we started our adoption journey and ended up adopting two boys from China. Mm -hmm. uh, Joshua is now 15 and Hudson is eight, almost nine in a week. Mm -hmm. And we got home from China and realized a couple months later that we were surprise pregnant with surprise twins. <laughs> and so that was a fun adventure growing our family very quickly from three kids to seven kids mm -hmm. and just well around eight months or so <laughs> that's pretty intense my friend yes and then uh, Adira <laughs> joined our crew two years ago so we have eight kids and then my husband and I so we have ten kids so mm -hmm. we are quite the tribe of people to feed on a daily basis yeah so we're gonna talk about so many things let's talk about where should we start where would be the best place to start what do you think well, when I think about meals for our family, I always think about planning Okay. because I don't want to live at the grocery store, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though I could. Mm -hmm. And so a couple years ago, I decided to uh, fine tune my meal planning technique. I created like a whole sheet mm. of paper <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. that lists out, okay, this is our breakfast, this is our lunch, this is our dinner, mm -hmm. this is snack number one and snack number two. Mm -hmm. And so I have on one piece of paper a week's worth of uh, planning for the week, mm -hmm. and then I make my grocery list based off of that, and then I plan it all out, and then that sheet of paper, meal plan for the week, goes on the fridge. Mm -hmm. So my kids don't have to come to me 50 times a day and say, Mom, what's for snack? <laughs> mm -hmm. They just can go look at the sheet of paper that says, you know, morning snack, carrots, or whatever it is. Uh -huh. And then we go from there. So that is where meal planning for our family starts every mm -hmm. week. All right, so you plan. So you plan weekly is what you're saying, yeah? I do. Back when I had just one or two kids, I actually planned by the month because my husband would mm. get paid by the month. Mm -hmm. And so I would plan all our meals for the entire month. I would get everything that was like non-perishable and could sit in the fridge for a month. And I would plan a whole month at a time. Mm -hmm. But I don't have as much time right now with eight kids mm -hmm. as I did with two. So <laughs> yeah. I do weekly. <laughs> okay. And then tell me about your menu choices and what kind of foods you choose. Like what are the, what are your kind of like your staples as far as what you're eating in the ready household? So we made a decision when we had kids shortly after having our first daughter mm -hmm. to try and feed our kids whole foods. Hmm. Um, we thought it was important to prioritize their health mm -hmm. and their well-being and to feed them um, 
Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. It actually started because I read some some article about high fructose corn syrup and it not being good for you. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the grocery store and I was like, I'm going to try this week to buy foods that don't have high fructose corn syrup. And come to find out, almost everything in the store that was processed had high fructose corn syrup. Yep. So this is where this journey started towards mm-hmm. Whole Foods. Because then I realized, oh my gosh, what are we feeding our kids? I don't even know, you know. I'm right, like right. 26 years old. What have I been eating my whole life? I don't know. <laughs> so I was standing, I was literally standing in the bread aisle trying to find like a loaf of bread to feed my child that didn't have wow. high fructose corn syrup. And it all had it in there. So wow, wow, wow. anyway, this was a while ago. I think now that there are some breads out there that you can buy yeah. that don't have it. Yep. But mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. that was a hard thing to find. Mm-hmm. So what we found works for our family, at least, is we try and get foods that are wholesome, and the fewer the ingredients, the better. So this means That's a good rule. This means mm. eating, you know, for snacks they have fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. For breakfast, a lot of times we'll just have oatmeal, and I'll, I'll, like for special, we'll cut up, you know, apples with cinnamon or something like that, or a little honey in it for sweetener, mm-hmm. and. Um, we found that when we feed our kids wholesome foods, they're not after us all the time for more snacky foods. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, we're not giving them a little pack of something that's going to tide them over for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and then have them craving more sugar. We feed them foods that keep their Mm -hmm. belly full for longer. Mm -hmm. And that actually helps save us some money because Mm -hmm. usually the more wholesome foods aren't quite as expensive as the processed foods. All right, well, this is going to kind of be a parenting-ish kind of question, but I'm thinking about how you have 10 people, and I am sure that you can't all agree on, like, what you all love to eat. So when you serve things that not everyone likes, what's the rule? What's the deal? Or, we, or do you always have success with what you serve at your table? We <laughs> So our standard rule or guideline would be to have mm-hmm. our kids try it. Uh-huh. And if they don't like it, the phrase we've taught them to say is, I don't care for this. <laughs> okay, that's clear. <laughs> we've that's had clear. some kids saying, this is disgusting. And we're like, <laughs> you know, at age three or four, they're like, this is so gross. And we're like, nope, I don't care for this, mom. But the rule is, or our guideline is that they need to try a bite of something because they never know. Good. Sure. But, you know, we yeah. all have our own tastes. Right? I have things I don't like as, as an adult. Yeah. I'm sure you have things you don't like. So Absolutely. the expectation that our kids will always eat and love everything all the time really isn't realistic, I don't think, is <laughs> in, our, in our book. So, uh-huh. um, but that being said, we also don't make individual meals for all of our kids. So we've never done that. So our kids mm-hmm. have been raised knowing this is dinner. Here it is. Mm-hmm. You can eat what you would like. If you don't like it, if you've tried it one time before in your life, fine. That's fine. Don't eat it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And usually we have more than one dish. We don't do, I mean, I guess we maybe will do like a pasta night or something Mm -hmm. where it's mixed together. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, there's a couple different options for them in terms of sides or Mm -hmm. whatever where they can kind of pick and choose. But Mm -hmm. what is on the table for dinner is what is available to eat for dinner. You're not going to go make yourself a sandwich or something like that. Yeah. Yep. And, And the line is, what is it again? Um, I don't care for this. (laughs) I don't care for this. Okay, guys out there in Radio Land, uh, I'm sure Grace will share that with you, so you can feel free to use that phrase. Tell me about some of the, do you use recipes? Like, do you, when you bake and cook, are they just suggestions? How do you, how do you do this? So, I do use some recipes. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've been making the same thing now, Mm because I've been a mom 
making from scratch foods now for like 13 years. Wow. So I have a lot of things that I just know how to, you know just how to do it. throw together. Mm -hmm. And also I think, um, one of the things that has helped us with meal planning, mm -hmm. especially now that we have some older kids that are doing different activities throughout the week. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have certain days of the week where some kids are here or there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that has helped me plan as our life has gotten a little bit more complicated in terms of older kids needing to be mm. places mm -hmm. is to stick with a more basic, I guess, menu plan. Mm -hmm. So we'll do like Mondays, we usually have some type of pasta dish. Mm -hmm. Tuesdays, you know, we'll usually do tacos or like mm -hmm. uh, a taco bowl. So it's like rice and then kids pick toppings for it. Mm -hmm. We'll do a soup once or twice a week. And so I try to keep things pretty basic, especially during the school year. Mm -hmm. So we're still having wholesome foods, mm -hmm. but you're not going to get like a deluxe recipe that I've downloaded <laughs> from the internet that I've slaved over for four hours because it's new. <laughs> Like during the week, like we get, yeah, we get like, okay, these are the mom's tried and trues. These are the things that I can fit in our budget and that work well on a busy night. So if I know there's a night that it's like, okay, we got to be out the door by 5 p.m. or 5.30, right. yeah. then that's the night that we're going to do a really pretty easy meal that I can make at 2 o'clock and keep warm in the oven or warm in the Instapot. Mm -hmm. And then when it's time to eat, we eat and then we go. So having that awareness, I think, is where having a meal plan is helpful. Like on my meal plan, I actually say, you know, Monday nights out the door by five Tuesdays, uh -huh. this kid is going here at this time. So it's right on our plan. What's going on when? So then when I'm planning our meal, mm -hmm. I know, okay, this night I need a really easy meal or this night, Hey, I'm going to do something that's more intensive for our family dinner because I have the time to spend on it. Well, and I mean, what does your grocery bill look like? I just gotta, I can't imagine what does that look like? How do you budget this? Like, do you do a budget? Do you, how do you So we are not independently wealthy. We're not millionaires here. Okay. We are pretty <laughs> typical, I think, in terms of income for an American family. Mm -hmm. um, we usually spend between 100 to 150 on groceries a week. <gasps> Maybe. That, that many people? Maybe, like, if we need a lot of toilet paper or something, we might push 175, 200, but, like... Typically, we try and keep things on Whoa. a pretty tight budget. I mean, we have kids that have, you know, medical needs and things like that going on. So there's a lot of moving parts in our family. So mm -hmm. we really try and stick to a certain amount per month that we spend on food. Mm -hmm. And part of that is just being smart. Like, we'll do a lot of dishes that are, you know, we'll use beans instead of meat. Or, mm -hmm. you know, I buy, um, like, rice and uh, beans or food. Uh, we actually started grinding our own flour a couple years ago really? because there is some cost savings there. So we buy the wheat berries oh, wow. and then we grind them at home before we make something or like a couple days ahead and then That's keep them cool. cool. Um, so we buy a lot of items in bulk. And then we store them, and so that helps us to get savings as well. Oh, that's great. Um, some years we've bought like a half a cow or a whole cow or something like that. We have a backup freezer. Mm -hmm. So that's helpful so that when there's deals on things, we'll stock up on them and then um, kind of pocket the savings, I guess. So do you, do you do any, I guess you would call it like homesteading things as far as farming or butchering your own and I know when I came to visit you with my <laughs> friend we got to watch the turkeys getting prepped I think it was like before Thanksgiving right yeah so when we were shopping at the local farmers market when we lived in a different state mm -hmm. we would buy 
happy ch- happy chickens, right? They're chickens that had these beautiful lives on a farm roaming around. Mm-hmm. And they were like $25 a piece. Yep. Well, our family eats two of those chickens, right? Mm-hmm. Every, for one meal. That's a 30-year budget. Yeah. So that's like not really doable not with happening. what our budget is. So we did some research and um, found out that we could raise meat chickens for a substantial savings. And so mm-hmm. that's one of the ways that we are able to save some money and still mm-hmm. feed our family happy chickens that are able to run around and have wonderful lives enjoying the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. We have chickens for eggs. We have a massive, massive garden that in the summer, um, like we'll get so many tomatoes and then I just will make tomato sauce Mm -hmm. and it's time intensive. I'm a stay at home mom. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some things, some of these things might not be practical, but you know, during the summertime, I'm able to plant a bunch of tomatoes, Mm -hmm. take the tomatoes and spend the time. And then I'll just put up sauce. Mm -hmm. And then that sauce we'll have every Monday (laughs) in our pasta, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's helpful. You know, the cost of a tomato plant is like nothing compared to what it yields. So you have your own garden, you have, animals that you can eat and you have what else do you I'm trying to think of what else you have what else do you have that you have on site and you're can, are you canning you're canning the sauce I actually or so what do you I do? some vegetables I will can but mm-hmm. sauce I just freeze I you just, just freeze because it. it's easier for me I just put it in Ziploc bags and then I put it in our freezer mm-hmm. and yeah. they freeze flat so mm-hmm. that's helpful mm-hmm. and then with our chickens you know, a chicken, even if you don't raise your own chicken, right, you can get a roast chicken at the store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even a, a standard chicken, right, is like what? 10 bucks? 10 now? bucks. Something yeah. like mm-hmm. that, right? So you can use a chicken and we'll get like three or four, four meals out of it because mm-hmm. you can use it for, you have your chicken, you can make stock, then you can make soup out of it, or you have leftover chicken, you can make chicken salad for lunch or chicken tacos. Mm-hmm. Like you get so many, there's such a value there and yeah. you're spending like 10 bucks as opposed to 10 bucks on, you know, a throw in the oven lasagna or something, right? That lasts for one meal. You can buy something that's a wholesome, a single item as opposed to something with many ingredients, but then that can become an ingredient in other things. So it yeah. stretches, right? Yeah. Plus you can pronounce everything that you're eating and it doesn't, you know what your ingredient list is as, a, you know, a lasagna that's pre-made is got a long ingredient list. Right. I mean, and the thing is, I think it's important as parents that, you know, we're raising kids, but we're not perfect, right? Nobody's parenting. Wait a second. Nobody <laughs> is parenting in a vacuum ever. You're not. You're not parenting in a perfect world. You're not perfect. Your kids aren't perfect. Your life is not perfect, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, this is true. And so... In my mind, you know, we have all of these things that we would like to do. Yeah. But, you know, in the, I also keep in the forefront of my mind, we have a 90-10 policy, right? Like, this is like our, we're not militant. If we need to order a pizza one night because we've had a really rough day or whatever, we've Mm -hmm. dropped the ball on who knows what, Mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we do what we can do as parents. (laughs) Phew. All right. Good. That's... That's, I think that sounds very reasonable and practical (laughs) and very normal. Right. Some seasons of life are crazy and insane. And some seasons you've got a rhythm, you've got the routine, you have the meal plan and it's just flowing Mm -hmm. perfectly. Right. But you got to have grace for yourself. You've got to be able to just say, okay, you know what? We're just going to throw in the towel today and it's going to be one of those 10% days and just go with it. And there's no guilt there. You know, (laughs) is, is, is that why you have that for, for first name? 
Grace. Yeah, I don't know. Is <laughs> that why your parents named you that? I mean, do you know the, why they named you Grace? I have no idea. I just wonder. No, I know they're Jesus-loving people, just like we are, uh -huh. and that was a name that they loved, and that's all I got. Yeah. Well, okay, so that means every day you're feeding 10 people, your kids, eight kids, and yourself and your husband. What about, like, other things that you love to do with food? Is, I mean, do you like to have people come over? Do you not like that? Do you like to be hospitable? Do you like, what do you think? So I think having an open home is a gift. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, growing up, the people I think that were the most influential in shaping how I see the world and making a difference in my life, they always had open doors. Mm -hmm. So I could go over or whatever and I'd see their messy house, I'd see their kids being crazy, whatever, mm -hmm. and didn't matter, mm -hmm. you know. And that's something that my husband and I have really tried hard to have for our family is mm -hmm. to have an open door to people. And so, you know, we, it's a lot of work for us to feed our family, mm -hmm. right? Like it's a lot. It takes uh, yeah. a lot of pans. It takes a lot of yes. prep. I mean, it's a lot mm -hmm. of things, mm -hmm. you know? And so one of the ways that we try and do that is just to have staples on hand. So if we need to throw together like a quick dinner, because so somebody just popped in, like mm -hmm. we have 50 pounds of rice, you know, <laughs> stored what in little buckets. What are you going to do with that, right? And we'll make a big <laughs> thing of fried rice. I mean, yeah. That's, and that's easy. It's an easy thing. We get some, we go out, we get some eggs from our chickens in the backyard <laughs> and yeah. we mix it up with some veggies. You could, or do you get those, do you, do you buy those packages of noodles and uh, the ramen-y things or anything like that? My kids actually to... are ramen addicts. They love it, huh? They love it much to my, like they don't, they love <laughs> the cheap ramen, like the really yeah, cheap. Then, but you, if you crack an egg on it, it's just like, you know. And so... They are always like, I'll, I'll buy it in case, like, I don't know, like, there's some inner prepper in me that's like, if the power ever dies for, like, a month straight, we need to have this, right? Yeah. So I'll get some of this. I'll have it, like, somewhere stocked away. And they're yeah. always, like, the next day, can we please have ramen? And I'm like, guys, this has got so many not good things. <laughs> it anyway. does. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yes. But hospitality, I think, is something that's near and dear. And I, mm. the other bit of that is not just opening our home but also being aware of when somebody might be blessed or maybe would have a need, mm. right? So, like, I want my kids to see us extending love mm. to people, mm -hmm. whether they are, you know, on the same page as us with beliefs or not, doesn't mm -hmm. matter, mm -hmm. right? We can all be kind to one another. And so if I hear of somebody that's sick or, you know, having a tough time or busy or somebody's you know, has a relative or something that has passed away or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, I try and be quick to offer, hey, mm -hmm. you know, let me bring you some soup. Mm -hmm. You know, a friend of mine, her kids were sick. She's got three little kids, pink mm -hmm. eye, all of them. And I was like, let me bring you some Ugh. soup. So mm -hmm. I just dropped off some soup I had in my freezer because whenever I make soup, I make two or three batches of it. So mm -hmm. I have some to share. Mm -hmm. Or if we're in like a crisis in our family and I need mm -hmm. a quick meal, I grabbed some soup out of the freezer. Mm -hmm. I warmed it up, put it in a canning jar, couple, you know, and dropped it off on their porch with some salad and was like, be blessed, you know. Mm -hmm. I think food is kind of a love language. 
I agree. I, I think totally it's a agree. wonderful thing, right? I think so too. And my my kids, it's so nice. Some of my older kids now, like they are totally on board. Like my daughter brings her teacher cookies all the time. Every Tuesday, or not Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday. Every Tuesday or Thursday, she has ballet and mm-hmm. every single Tuesday or Thursday mom can I make cookies for so-and-so my Lucky teacher teacher I know I'm Sheesh. like it's really sweet to see these things develop and grow in our kids that we've really tried to instill in them because mm-hmm. you know people think you have to be like I don't know amazing to change the world but you really don't I think it's really these little acts of kindness and love to share hope and encouragement with others like Mm-hmm. you're not forgotten like I know you're having a tough time but mm-hmm. come over have some soup have coffee like I have a espresso machine at my house and every every day at one o'clock I have a latte every really? day it's like clockwork it's That's really cool I don't know if it's like cool or idea. ridiculous no, but like every idea. day for over 10 years now I've done this <gasps> seriously Wait, I'm that like yes Grace, so <laughs> it's like come over you know it's nap time that's why the littles oh, go down for nap mama no has wonder. a you know latte one o'clock latte but I tell my friend, like, come over. You're having a tough day. Bring your kids. My kids will distract your kids. They'll all go play together. It'll be good. We'll have our latte. Come rest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. We're all going to survive. I know it's crazy, but we'll we'll survive. <laughs> I really, I, I like the way that you approach that piece of life there like that. Because I think everybody's got to eat. Yeah. Uh, everybody, and uh, in eating, there's friendship. And mm-hmm. in eating, there is... There are things that are forged that 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 can be fostered in a way that I think in no other way can they develop. So uh, I'm a fan of of that. I I may have to come and visit someday at one. Oh, you can totally so visit. I can have anytime. that espresso. I know your door is always open. Yeah. You know my door is open too. You yeah. know you can I'll bring, just barge in here with my bring the tribe. <laughs> Bring a tribe Your in. table is long enough to fit it everybody, is. so could, that's I could, awesome. I can fit everybody. I mean, this is... I don't cool. think I've ever been in another home that has had a table big enough to fit, like, our family of our size. This is amazing. Yep, this is a 12-foot table. I tell people this is why I married my husband, because he had furniture. <laughs> but I digress, right? <laughs> so, you know, today I am here with Grace Reddy, who feeds her tribe of mom of eight, wife of one, Every day, three times a day, plus two snacks from what you said, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, and it has the door open for the community and for people who are in need. And I think, you know, there's no shame in having a need. No. I know sometimes people don't like to ask for help, or, but I think it's important that we do that. And even sometimes if people can't ask, like you just said, you offer, you know, let me bring you something. Yeah, you just give. You, you just say... Hey, I mean, I've been there. We've all been there, right? Anybody that's raised kids has been in a situation where you've got sick kids and maybe you're sick too. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people don't want to ask for help. So I just sometimes don't even ask. I just say, I'm going to drop soup off at your house at seven o'clock or six o'clock. Just show up. (laughs) What do you think? Just show up. Yeah. Like I'm like, you know what? I don't even need to see you. I can just love you. And yes, you don't have to need to see anyone to love them. Thank you so much, Grace, for being with me today here on Good Company WILI Ravings and Cravings Radio. Signing off for another day. See you next Monday at 5.05 p.m. on Good Company WILI.